Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio... After a short rest to recover from their zombie battle and dwarven beer tasting, the party decided to head further into the dungeon. Unfortunately, Esmir's scouting was less than sneaky. The jig was up, and the party was face to face with two orugs, or as Esmir put it, smelly, stinking, big, fat, ugly jerks. And after a flurry of steel, magic, and insults, our party prevailed, but they paid for it in blood. Celebrations were cut short as our brave heroes faced a new foe, a pile of rubble. The only thing that could tear them away from this enthralling mystery was the orc boss coming up behind them. What snack? Tall dice were rolled. New spells were named. Beloved song lyrics were rewritten. With a constant barrage of spells, birds, and relentless ridicule, our brave explorers won the boss battle. But it wasn't easy, for Esmir was drained of her life energy while Cullen's bladder was drained of its contents. With Ward Snack vanquished, the party reaped the rewards. A magical battle axe and a block of quartzite about the size of a brick. How did the bloke get here? And how did Ward Snack know our heroes? Do warts really taste like gummy bears? And is a pile of rubble just a pile of rubble? Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast. So you guys just fought and killed two Orogs and an Orc White named Wartsnack. Esmir was injured badly in the fight as Wartsnack drained the life out of her, reducing her uh, hit point max from 22 down to 12, leaving her at the end of the battle with only two hit points left. So you guys decided a long rest was necessary uh, to get Esmir back in fighting condition. So you made your way back to the secret chamber with the old portal and the disintegrated books. You closed the secret door, kind of covering your tracks around the secret door. Scattered the dust. Yeah. (laughs) And and you took a long rest in here. Okay. So, Esmir, uh, if you'd like to bring Asilius back, you can. Of course, I would. My little AC. Also, Esmir, your uh, hit point point max uh, can go back to 22. Okay. So you're feeling a lot better. You're not feeling as weak and tired anymore. You feel like you've got your strength back. 
and you do your uh, ritual, and Asilius comes out of your pita pocket. Oh, little smoochy woochy. Chooky chooky chooky. And you can go ahead and make two new uh, portent rolls since you've finished a long rest. Okay, kids. 17. We'll take it. And a 10. Okay. Right up the middle. That would be good if you want to make someone miss a save. Cullen, during this rest, you take the time to take a closer look uh, at the battle axe you took from Wartsnack. So you examine this ex- exquisitely forged weapon, and you, you've never seen anything like it. And you realize that this weapon was forged with the aid of magic, and that it is a vicious battle axe. It is fucking sharp. <laughs> and he says that out loud. It's fucking sharp. This is fucking sharp. I split a hair in half upon the head of the axe. And when you roll a 20 on your attack roll with this magic weapon, your critical hit deals an extra 2d6 damage. Wow. So in addition to criticals being double, Yes. An additional 3d6? Yes. Two. What's its normal damage? 2d6. Two it is 2d6, two. Two sorry. Oh, 1d8. Wow. So the two sixes are just an additional damage. Okay. Vera, the vicious battle axe. <laughs> <laughs> I named her Vera. She's my very favorite axe. I'm going to call her Alita. All right. So everyone's rested up. Nice. I, for one, am feeling like a million dollars. All right. Thanks for the Jake juice. Hit the spot. Esmir's back in regular uh, condition with 22 hit points. And what do you guys want to do? I want to go back to the one spot and go through that southern doorway and inspect the stinky room. But I don't know if you guys are in agreement. Let's try the door we first discovered that we could go to poopy door number one. Yes, okay. poopy door number I actually, one. I actually, it would probably be number two. But <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. it's the first one we discovered. Uh-huh. All right, so who's opening the door and what light sources do we have? I have the blessed glowing dice. Okay, so I'm going to cook those babies up again. All right, you light up the goblin die with your light spell. Who's opening the door? I'll open the door. Check it for traps. Wait, wait. Right. See, we normally send Esmeralda first because she's stealthy. Sure. Well, do you want to open the door? Is the door the locked? Room? The door is not locked. Okay. I'm going to creak it open a bit and do the one eyeball. Okay. So you crack open the door and peek out. And you see a hallway that leads west. And about three quarters of the way down, you see some wooden double doors in the southern wall there. And then just past those doors, the hallway ends as it connects to another hallway that goes north and south. Okay, so I'm going to say, hey guys, guess what I see? What do you see? What do you see? More doors. More doors. More doors. Okay. <laughs> More doors. <laughs> Mordors. We're in the wrong book. <laughs> the hallway's empty, but there's Mordors. 
I say we go down this hallway and see what we see. Okay. I say you go down. Okay. <laughs> You're stealthy. Where's I'm the... going to go here, and I'm going to... Where's the boy with the dice in his teeth? <laughs> and Asilius is always on my shoulder, and Wheezy's going to stay back with Jake. And I'm going to uh, stay like at the corner of the door, and I'm going to examine the door. You see a uh, set of closed double doors. Okay. Do I hear anything? You do not hear anything. Are they locked? Uh, are you going to jiggle it? <laughs> jiggle it with stuff. Um, well, I'm going to be like, and I'm going to gesture to them to come down the hallway. Okay. So is the stinky poopy smell coming from this doorway? It is not. It's coming from behind us in the whatever's back there. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell them that I'm going to peek in these doors. And I'm going to stay to the side of the door and kind of swing it open just enough for my eyeball. Okay. So you open these doors and look in. It's dark, but with your dark vision, you see in this small uh, 10 by 15 foot room that a shaft has been carved into the floor here. And you look up to see that a shaft has also been carved into the ceiling. You think you found a well. Uh, All right, guys. There's another one of those goddamn wells. (laughs) I seem to remember there were well holes in the courtyard of the keep. If it is the well, then we are can we see, can right we see, next to the tents. Can we see sky outside? Or So you look up into the shaft. It's dark outside, and you see the twinkling of stars in the sky. Oh, nice. Okay, so this would be one of the wells. Mm. I was going to ask if, I, if there's any pebble or stone that I could pick up along here and drop into the well. Sure. Okay, I do that. Why would you do, do I, that? Do I hear a splash? You do. About uh, after a couple seconds, here. Okay, so I'm gonna and back. A up giant here. something starts flying out at you. Why does it only happen to me? And then you hear drums. <laughs> doom, drums in the deep. Drums, drums, drums in the deep. You foolish old man. <laughs> Let's. Uh... What do we surmise here? So I'm gonna step in here and I'm gonna look around since. Nothing came in to eat Jake, so I'll use my night vision, my dark vision. Okay. So you look down the well, and about 15 feet down, there is water, fresh water. And then you look up mm. the shaft, and um, you see that this is the well that leads to the surface that's in the center of the courtyard uh, up in the ruins of Harpshield Castle that you saw uh, earlier in the day. And okay. you, so, you surmise that you could climb your way out of here if that's needed. Um, but you would have to uh, make some, definitely make some athletic checks to make your way out. Uh-oh. And maybe so use a I boost. can climb out. <laughs> Jake might have to boost. take a different way out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you, you're, no, that's, well, you, you have your, your potion of climbing, but definitely your athletics. And my magic boots. She's got the magic climbing boots. They don't help her climb. They just help her oh. jump and walk and run. Okay. But with a good boost, I could probably lift her up there. I am about six <laughs> foot two. 
Yeah, it is 13 feet to the surface. Oh, maybe okay. we can throw you up there then. <laughs> I wonder how far I can throw. So this could be a good sneaky spot for us. Yes, it could be. But Timber. in the meantime, they could probably, if somebody's hanging around the well right now, they could probably hear you. So zip it up there. Yes, but I don't make clanking sounds every time I move. <laughs> All right. What do you guys want to do? I want to go around uh, this corner and go up to the north because something stinks up here. And I think it must be investigated, you see. So I want to go over here and look around the corner. Do I see? Hey, this looks familiar. That room up there looks like it was where we were. Yes. You you go to where the hallway tees and the stinky smell gets stronger. To the north, you see that the hallway leads to the room where you fought Wartsnack. And about halfway there is a door on the eastern wall. Also, right next to you, uh, to the south, is a yada yada wooden thingy that blocks the hallway. Huh. Um, it's not the same one that Esmir saw from earlier, but it's similar. It's a barrier of sturdy logs that closes off the whole hallway. And it also has narrow windows built into it. And looking in, you see what Esmir saw before. Uh, shattered arrows and broken spears and Grick blood staining the floor. And from here, looking in, you can also see that the hallway turns west and it probably leads to the other yada yada wooden thing, uh, yada yada right. wooden thingy and the Grick tunnels. Got it. I wonder where the other, where the tunnel ultimately was supposed to go. Well, we'll have to find out at a, at a later time, boy, because well, right now uh, we uh, should inspect uh, the stinky room. Uh, let me suggest to you, my esteemed colleague, that if we go through these barriers, then they won't expect it. That's where we were, though. That's where we were. That's where the we, we were on the, the other down, side. But there's another barrier on the other end. We understand that. Hall. Listen, we were you the one? There's a poopy door right here that we haven't opened yet. Was well, it this you? Is just a note. Put a pin in it. Discuss. Oh later. yes. Was yes. it you who wanted to remove the rubble to find a secret door? No, it was not high. It was you. Because I am done with manual labor for the day, you see. Well, it would be a feat of strength. I would use my great athletics. So I'm going to look to my other esteemed He's got colleagues. got too, so... I'm going to look to my other esteemed colleagues and say, pardon me, esteemed colleagues, <laughs> there's a door right up here. Let's go investigate this door. Okay. There's a horrible stink coming through it. Okay, so you head north and stand outside this door, and you immediately smell rotting waste and filth. Imagine it like a full porta potty at Lollapalooza. Hmm, my favorite. Uh, and imagine that you could afford tickets to Lollapalooza. With all the money and time you spent, you're confronted with this overflowing. Sorry. I had a similar experience at a Grateful Dead show. <laughs> yes, that's what it smells like. So I say to everybody, okay, guys, breathe through your mouth. There's that something fearful window. about getting the vapors on my tongue, you see. <laughs> I think I'll breathe through my cloak. Thank you very much. I'll tie a bandana <laughs> around my mouth. <laughs> okay. I'll tie a bandana oh, around myself and then... uh. I'm ready to go. 
Well, who's opening the door? Okay. Gee, I'm, not you're closest. Not, I'm not opening that door. <laughs> you see, any, no one's okay. going over there. Helen, get up here and open the door and shine it in there. You want me to stand next to you? All right. I'll open the door while Cullen shines his dice. Okay. You open the door, and suddenly, hundreds of flies buzz to life and swarm out the door as you are assaulted by the smell of shit and rot. And I want everyone to make a constitution saving throw. (laughs) I'm coming up with that drink, by the way. The constitution saving throw. Oh, 21. I got an 11, I think. One plus five equals... Well, I rolled a six, really. I rolled six. I'm used to stench and rot. It doesn't bother me that much. (laughs) So you see, you guys watch as all of a sudden Elric starts to... (laughs) He starts to... He starts to ralph up his rations from this last long rest, and they just splatter all over the floor. And and Jake is like, what's the matter, boy? I don't smell anything. It smells fine. <laughs> and this reeking cell has a depressed floor that it's about three feet deep and it's filled with waste. And you can see um, up above, about 10 feet up above, there is a grid of wooden bars. And Jake, I want you to roll me a perception. Okie doke. This must be where the guards above dump their crap. 15 plus 6, uh, 21. You see inside, partially covered by mud and filth, is a body. Oh, wow. In the in the main area on the floor? Yes. In Floating in the shit? Yes. yes. Oh, God. What? Why are you in there? I don't care what's in there. Get up here. <laughs> yes. We're gonna, we're gonna have to pull that body out of there. Yeah, we are. There's a body floating in the poop. <laughs> okay, great. Like a, oh, a body. A body floating in a in a pit of baby roots that doesn't smell like okay, baby Okay, let roots. me take a peek in there because I'm the only one that has eyes worth keeping on their face. Do I? <laughs> can I see anything more? Nice, nice. This is our faithful companion. Roll your perception. Let me like. guide you. I'm going to give her guidance. Okay. So, Esmir, you see... Uh, thanks to Jake's guidance, that it's the body of an elf. Hmm. Other than Do that, you elf? can't tell anymore because uh, um, it's just it's covered elf. in filth. I'm going to go and fetch them. And there's em. just flies everywhere, hundreds of them. I'm going to go fetch them. Can I do that? Go in, like mm-hmm. wait in there and... and yep. Gag and yep. pick them out, okay, drag them out. Take your shoes roll, off and roll, roll your pants up. Roll me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> oh, 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 here it goes. And something tells me my luck's going to run out soon. Agma, bless my feet, please. Constitution is a 20. Natural 20. Oh. All right, so you're like, whatever. You walk in, <laughs> whatever. you grab this body, and you pull this body out. 
uh, and lay it on the floor there in the hallway. And it indeed is an elf. I'd like to inspect the body. Okay, roll me uh, perception or investigation. Uh, my investigations is zero. Or a so medicine. You me. can roll me a medicine check if you'd like. Could I roll perception? Sure. Since I got a plus six. Oh, a one. Mm. I would like to take a look at this poor elf and see what I can see. 20. Nice. I'm looking to figure out where might this man have been from? Does he have any good armor? Well, you definitely don't find anything on this elf. He's pretty much stripped bare. Uh, but what you do f- notice, I whispered to you in the chat window there. I have a... I have some bad news to add to this already be already horrible situation. It appears as if he was tortured to death. Oh boy. <gasps> and tossed into the crapper. Okay, onward we move. I'm gonna take the body and put it in the room with the uh what do you where where was that? It was like a busted up storage room down the hallway. Well hang on a second. Uh, can we take one more glance into this room and see if there's anything else beyond the walls or the doors or the ceiling or anything? You you rolled a 21 perception earlier. You didn't see anything else. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah, does it have any tattoos? No. So I think we should venture on toward the western door of the room where we fought the white. Okay. Hey, Jake. Yes. Aren't you going to do some kind of like domini domini thing on him because he's dead? <laughs> domini domini domini. You're all cast <laughs> I mean, the guy got tor- he got tortured yeah, to death the and thrown into a pit of shit. Follow you into the, the least you could do is like spritz him with something. <laughs> I could I could definitely spritz him. I could give him a pine. You get here. I'm going to pluck a pine bough out of your hair. <laughs> Rub it on him. <laughs> <laughs> she was saving don't that for a spell. Hair, <laughs> I I so don't. Now, let can, you I, know. Can, can we assume that Jake now smells like shit? You can, yes. All right, so you you guys found this poor elf, tortured elf, uh, dead in the shitter, and you uh, felt sorry for him, so you pulled him out. You didn't just throw him back into the toilet. You pulled him out and you rested him into the room to the side and Jake said a couple words uh, to Agma to take his soul into the library in the sky. There and you go. You, nice. And, and you guys uh, make your way back into the barracks room, which is now uh, very dark as just a few embers remain in the big fireplace. And there is the hall that goes to the east and the hall that goes to the west. Let's go west. The East Hall. We've been down that way. Yeah, we came. Wait, wait. No, there's a door down there. We never tried. There is a door down there. You never tried. Let's check it out. Okay. All right. So you guys go uh, take the Eastern Hallway, kind of backtracking where you originally came out of the the old uh, tavern, and you find a banded wooden door that is locked. Ooh. And then I say quietly, I got a bad feeling about this. Can anybody unlock a door? Well, Jake has these tools. Is anybody? I have fine traps spell. Um, I have thieves tools. Would you fancy a Jimmy at this lock? 
I'm just wondering if I should waste a spell on fine traps if there's not one there, or it might not be a waste of a spell. If well, why'd you bother to remember it if you were never going to use it? Well, you could do a perception check to see if you see any traps or anything, too. I could do that, couldn't I? Let me take a gander and see if there's any traps. And I rolled a natural one. Hmm. Looks, This door looks good. I'm going to investigate the door. Okay. I think Esmeralda should always How's be there. That? In the front, investigating. You rub your, you look at all the edges and the lock, and you rub your hands along the sides, and you find no traps. All right, okay. Kids. So open I, this door. I would like to do is um, pick the lock, and I want to give myself guidance first. Well, you're going to have to channel divinity first. Oh, so this is when knowledge of the ages comes in handy. Yes, knowledge of the ages comes in. And helps you with, e- with any of these skills or tools that you do not have proficiency in. Gotcha. So you, that's what I'm going to do. You call upon Agama to give you the knowledge necessary to accomplish whatever you're trying to do with those skills. So it's picking so a lock in do. the skills list? It is for Jake because he has these tools. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's what I'm going to do is um, give myself proficiency. And I am going to attempt at picking this lock. You see, I go in. Agma bless me in my lock picking skills. <laughs> so, 16. You succeed. It opens. It worked. Thank you, Agma. Great lord. So, you, Agma open, willing. you open the door to a dark room. Dice boy. That's good. I put my dice into my pocket until Esmeralda has a good look around with her dark vision. Okay. All right, Esmir, you look in and see a square room with a 20-foot high ceiling and a central pillar supporting it. And around this pillar is a loose pile of rope. Okay. That sounds terrible. I think this is where they tortured this poor elf to death. You also see... In the northeast corner, there is a ladder that goes to a trap door in the ceiling. Ladders. This place has given me the heebies and the jeebies. <laughs> okay. I don't hear anything. You do not. Okay. Based on the location of the well, I wouldn't be surprised if this led up into the tower at ground level. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to go in. And then, if I don't die, you guys can follow me. Okay. <laughs> did I die? You did not die. <laughs> okay, get in here, people. This place gonna, is giving me the heebies and the jeebies. I'm going to pull the dice out and investigate the ladder. Does it look sturdy enough to use? Um, Give me a perception check. So that pillar, is there anything inscribed on that pillar? traps or anything natural 20 22 nice my perception rolls have been on fire which of course means when we have a fight i will die (laughs) exactly that's what i was thinking while cullen is checking out the ladder what are the rest of you guys doing elric what are you doing i'm just standing there looking at the rope on the floor okay roll me a perception check perception 10 all right cullen uh, you're checking out this ladder, 
And with your excellent perception role, you can tell that this ladder is being used, right? There's been recent use. It's not like uh, covered in dust or anything. And it's a sturdy, sturdy ladder. And Elric, with your role, you are looking at this rope and you can see that the rope and this column, this pillar, are all stained with blood. Mm. I tell you, that's where they tortured this poor elf. Probably. Tied him up against this pillar and conducted unnatural acts. All right, so um, what are you guys going to do? Someone going to climb up this ladder or? I'll climb. Uh, do you want me to go because I can use myself? I, yeah, but I have good athletics, so if there's... Okay, uh, sounds good. That's cool, I man. I mean, it's kind of a six of one and half a dozen of the other. Yeah, copy. I, I climb up the ladder. I guess I would only need my athletics if I was going to try and climb up the ladder very quickly. Oh, you don't need to roll your athletics. You just climb oh, okay. right up. All right, well, I'm going to climb up, and is there a hatch, or is it just open? No, there's a hatch. Is it locked? Uh, it does not seem locked. I'm pushing on it very, ever so slightly, just Wait. to see if it's bolted from so the So can I call up to him really quick and say, listen first, listen. I'm just pushing ever so slightly. Okay, Colin, roll your stealth. I'll roll stealth, please. <laughs> okay, so you're opening up this trap door. <laughs> And it seems like I'm there was there is something on top of the trap door, and it falls over and goes clang, 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 and you hear the sound of grunts going. What? What was that? Uh oh. I'm just going to quickly go back down the ladder. I'm going to do one of those things where you put your feet on either side and then just slide down very quickly. Okay. Roll your athletics. An 11. Okay, you quickly slide down the ladder. Well, when I fall to the ground, or when I drop down, I say, ah, fucking made noise, and pretty sure there's some orcs up there. They must have heard me. They uh, grunted, so we're probably in for it. Okay. Probably should have sent the gnome. It's all right. It's all about your learning experience. <laughs> well, as part of that learning experience, let's all roll initiative. Initiative? Oh, boy. That's what the man said. 13. I got a 15. One, three, ten. So, Esmir, you watch as Cullen makes his way up the ladder. He's like, I got this. I'm, I'm feeling stealthy. And, he and then I roll my eyes immediately after he says the word stealthy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was feeling fit, to be fair. <laughs> he goes up the ladder. No, to take he's like, I got big muscles. I could do this. I'm like, okie dokie, good luck. <laughs> so he goes up there and opens up the trap door, and you hear a clang bang. And then uh, a second <laughs> later, you see him slide down the ladder and go, uh, I made some noise. Uh, I think there's orcs up there, and it's your turn. <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> uh, and then, okay, so Esmeralda's like, I slap my knee. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> I totally knew that was going to happen. I didn't even have to use my portent. Didn't we see this show? 
You hear some movement up above the trapdoor, but the trapdoor's closed. You don't see anything. I'm going to use... I think I'm going to use my minor illusion and create an image of something that might do that to the door, um, like a, a rat or something. Hmm. So they think that maybe their rat was trying to get up there. Oh, a bit of fleece. No problem. I got fleece in my right here, right behind my braid behind the hair on the side. I put all a bit of fleece. I've got a whole bunch of fleas after going into that room back there. Fleece. Oh, I see. The image can't create sound, light, smell, or any other sensory effect. Physical interaction with the image reveals it to be an illusion. Right. So if they look at it, it's going to be like a frozen rat. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to move or act like a rat or anything like that. It can't move or act like a rat. No. Okay. It's like a stationary object, such as like a chair or muddy footprints or a small chest and no larger than a five-foot cube. It can't create sound, light, smell, or any other sensory effect. I mean, you could make a rat, but it would look like a like a frozen rat. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't move like a rat or act mm-hmm. like a rat or anything. It would just be like one of those rubber rats you buy at Halloween to put on your front porch. <laughs> Okay, hold on. You can make a noise too. I'm okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make the sound of a, a a rat squealing away. Cheep 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 cheep. When he opens the door, when okay. when someone opens the door. Okay. Gotcha. So we all need to hide in the shadows. So uh, I mean, are you telling us? Just in hopes that he they won't come down. Are we seeing that she's doing this? Is she telling us? Yes, she's she's, uh, making, uh, casting a spell. Okay, then maybe what we should all duck back into this hallway. All right, so Esmir, you cast this spell, uh, minor illusion of this uh, a squeaking rat, and now you have movement. If you'd like to move, so I'm gonna do that. Shoop 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 shoop, like a little rat running away, and I'm gonna go in this corner. And I cannot do anything else, right? I can't do a shield. Uh... You cannot. No, I cannot. Okay. All right, Elric. You see Esmir there uh, casting a spell, and you suddenly hear the sound of a squeaking rat fill this chamber. What are you doing? I'm going to ready a fireball. Okay, what's the trigger for your reaction? When I see someone coming down the ladder. Okay. What's Ray Ray doing? He's going to stay on my shoulder for now. All right. What's Wheezy going to do? He's just going to hang out over here. All right, Jake, you're up. Okay. Actually, Wheezy's going to go here. I'm going to go into this corner here where Wheezy was. And Wheezy runs away from me because I smell really bad. Stinky Um, And I want to... I'm going to hold off blessing the crew. I ready my holy water vial. So you're going to ready a bless? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so what's I mean, the... I'm joking, but yes. Oh, you're I'm joking. Ready. 
yeah, I've, I'm, I'm going. I, I don't want to bless them yet. I want to make sure that we're actually going to be in combat before I start um, using that. So I'm going to go to that corner and I'm going to wait with my vial of holy water clutched in my palm. Okay. So can I actually ready a bless? Well, you, if you do, you have to tell me what the trigger is. So it would be the same thing. If I start seeing um, more than one orc come down that ladder, so I'm thinking that if I see a second orc come down that ladder, I'll chuck a bless on everybody. All right. Colin, as soon as you told everyone what happened, they all start to move into the corners of this chamber and prepare for trouble. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'm going to move away from the opening so that I'm not directly under it when they look down. I, I'm, I, I don't have any ranged weapons, so I'll just prepare myself for whatever happens next mentally. Oh, are you? do you guys have your light on? No, I, I'm hiding the dice. I don't want to call attention to myself. Okay, sounds good. So then you all hear the trap door open. And Esmir, with your dark vision, you see the head of an Orog poke down, and this Orog looks around the chamber, and with its dark vision, it locks its eyes on you and lets out a growl, and it quickly begins to make its way down the ladder. So my thing didn't work. No, because he looked down into the room and saw all you guys in the room, right? Orcs have night vision, dark vision. Okay. I say it. Orog coming down the stairs. When I hear her say that, I reveal the dice so that everybody can see. Okay. All right, so Cullen reveals the light die and suddenly this chamber lights up and Elric, you see an Orog coming down the ladder. So you have a reaction ready, go ahead. Okay, firebolt. Mmm, a 14 misses. All right, just as you let that firebolt fly, the Orog leaps off the ladder and with his great axe above his head, uh, come and with a thud just lands right in front of Jake and brings the great axe down on it. And hits with a 22, doing six points of damage. Ouch. But he's not done as the great axe comes around. Oh, nat one. Nice. He fumbles. Let's see what happens. He has lost the grip of his weapon. Yes. He has to make a a DC 12 strength saving throw. Shouldn't be a problem for these brutes. A one. Oh, an eight. He blows it. (laughs) Ah, nice. One, one, one. (laughs) Eight, I'll take it. (laughs) All right, so the Orog whiffs its second swing and its great axe slips out of his greasy hands and lands five feet to the southeast there. And just as that happens, you see another Orog quickly making its way down the ladder. And about halfway down, it leaps off and lands right in front of Elric. So with that, do I get to interject with my um, Bless now? Because the second guy came down and that was a trigger? Sure. Okay. And so my Bless goes for how many feet? It goes um, 30 feet. So I can poke everybody that's in our in our room. Um, I say I say my 
prayer really, really fast because I got this aura in front of my face. Blessings and I'm sitting there be upon rattling off Blessings the words. Blessings of Allah be upon you. And then, so we've got Elric, Cullen, Esmir, and myself have all been blessed by Agma. Praise Lord Agma. <laughs> this giant thing comes at him. I just pull out my vial and just start sprinkling, just spraying it around the room. <laughs> All right, so as holy water sprays wildly around the room, Orog 2 brings his great axe down on Elric and hits with a 16. Ouch. Ooh, 12 damage. Ooh. And he swings it around again. And misses with the second roll. Esmir, you are up. You just saw these orogs just come pouring down into the base, into the basement there, down the steps, and are on Jake and Elric. Lightning quick. Do I hear any more of them coming down the stairs? You don't hear anything. Okay. You know what? I think I'm going to. I think might be fun is if I make one of these guys levitate and make him go up into the to the stairwell. Hmm. I think I might try and do that. You don't have to touch him, right? What's oh, it's a range of sixty feet. Okay, sure. Who are you going to target? One or two? I'm going to target number two because he's closer to the stair to the stairwell. He fails. He rolled a ten. Wow. Nice. So, Elric, you've got this orog in your face hacking you with its great axe when suddenly it starts to lift off the ground and like a balloon float up to the ceiling (laughs) and its feet are kicking, looking for solid ground and it has this look of surprise and fear on its face and it's like, what? What do you do? Is he within glaive range? So it says he rises vertically up to 20 feet. So I'm going to say he just floats up 20 feet right instantly. Okay. So that's beyond my glaive range. So I will I will burn a spell slot and shoot a Chromius Orbius at him. Mm, okay. And I think this time I'm going to go with thunder damage. Ooh. Just to make it impressive. Just to make it as noisy as possible. Oh, man. So, okay, lightning. I, I just realized that. <laughs> I'll stick with lightning, the tried and true lightning. Hit. 18. And the damage when it was lightning. Thanks, Agma. Thank you, Agma. Dang. Oh, that could have been better, but still not bad. Not bad. Uh, not bad at all. And he gets zapped as he's floating away. He's not having a good day. Raven is up. Okay. He is going to fly on the other side of him and give me advantage, hopefully, in the future. Okay. Jake, out of the corner of your eye, you suddenly see a floating orog rippling with lightning damage. But in the meantime, you have a snarling orog on top of you. Yes, I do. And... um. I'm going to whack him with a mace, which is lame, but I'm going to just out of my uh, sudden reaction, suddenly this guy's in my face and I pull out my mace and whack him in the face. 
and I get a 19 plus a 4 plus a 4, 27. Mm. Ouchie. That definitely hits. So it was 8 points of bludgeoning damage. Then I want to um, use a bonus action and cast a spiritual weapon. Mm. I pull out the Book of Agma and I sock him in the face with a Book of Agma. You must learn. Big move, freak. (laughs) (laughs) You must learn. 19 is a hit. And I take my blood drop and I'm going to drip it on your nose, your big stinky nose. Ten points. Nice. You have a pretty parochial understanding of teaching. Your darn tootin' is what the kids say these days. <laughs> All right, is AC going to do anything? Um, Asilius is going to fly up to the level of Org 2. Okay, AC takes off and flies up to the ceiling. Cullen, Jake has pulled out his mace. Things are getting serious. What do you do? I guess I'll just take unadvantaged attacks at Oreg 1. Okay. Um, I I had a feeling that today was going to be a good day for Cullen and that he was going to find a sword and he was going to, an axe, and then he was going to use it on some bad guy. And so I'm going to give him my 17 portent. Nice. For this attack. So I don't even need to roll or do I? Because I guess it would depend on what his armor is. I have a plus six. I don't know if that adds to it or if it's just a 17 No, you would add the six to it. Well, then with the six plus 17, he he, he would be very tough to not get hit. Yes, for one strike. So pick. Do you want it to be the axe or the sword? Well, I'm going to do the axe because it's got the greatest advantages to damage. But if I roll a 20 with the axe... Theoretically, I could get the three, two sixes. Yep. That's true. It's, it's a devil's bargain. I'm going to go with the sword. So just drop it on him? Yeah, the sword, you could just go ahead and roll damage. Nice. Maximum Heavy. damage. Yeah. Now let's give it a swing with the vicious axe. Oh, shit. Wait, wait. I'm going to I'm gonna use a uh, precision... You're not used to it yet. It's a new weapon. You haven't had time to practice with it yet. So let's see if the D8 makes a difference. And you still miss. What? Oh. 15 and misses? You miss. Uh. Oh, well. All right, the Oragon Jake continues to try and cut him down. Here comes the first swing. And hits with a 23. Ouch. Oh, and does 14 points of damage. Shitty hell. But you make your constitution saving throw. So I succeed and save the blessings. Save the blessing. All right, but the second axe comes down. Ouch. And hits with a 19. Oh, man. This is not good. And you again succeed on your saving throw and get five more points of damage. Oh, boy, I must be on the verge of... The, 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 the death of the you door. have six hit points left. That boy. Doesn't he get a disadvantage because Jake stinks like poopies? <laughs> I think they like that. Yeah, they like I think that. that's they what drew to... them to me. Mommy? 
All right, so Orug 2 is floating up into the air, and he's like, and he can't reach Elric with his uh, axe, his great axe, so he instead pulls out a javelin and is going to try and chuck a javelin at Elric, and he braces himself up against the pillar there, kind of straightens himself out, pulls out his javelin, and tosses it at Elric and misses with an eight. Chink. Get me down from here. Esmir, you're up. I'm going to shocking grasp orc, org two with Asilius. Okay, so Asilius flies up towards the ceiling where this orog's floating around like a big fat balloon and tries to shocking grasp him. 22. And hits with a 22. So go ahead and roll damage. Now he's got birds swarming around him. Oh, six points of damage. Nice. And then Asilius is, he's going to fly down out of his reach. Got it. Okay. Don't kill my birdie because then (laughs) I can get real, real mad. And then um, Wheezy has been told, I just want to, Wheezy is just on guard. Okay. So if he sees someone coming down this hall or smells someone coming, he's going to come in and give me a warning. Okay, cool. Because that's what Weezy does. So Elric, okay. on the ground, Jake and Cullen are going at one orog, and above you floats another. He's up there chucking javelins at you while being zapped by Asilius the Owl, and it's your turn. Um. Well, I guess uh, I hate to burn another spell slot, but I might as well. Burn it. Burn it! Got firebolt. I got firebolt, but it doesn't do as much damage. No, definitely. Can't so keep those spell slots forever. I'm gonna try to keep the. I'm gonna shoot the chromatic orb at him. Well, Jake's uh, almost dead, so we gotta finish these douches. Yeah, chromatic orb. Oh. Thirteen. Missed. Oh shit! The electricity, the lightning. Sp- ripples across the ceiling. Uh, do you want uh, Raven to do anything? Um, no, he's already keep flapping around up there. Alright, Jake. Okay. What I wanted to do was uh, heal myself and 2d8 plus 4. Nice. 13 points of healing. Okay, my my bonus is I'm going to whack him on the back of the head with the Book of Agma again. Okay. And it does a 22. Hit. And how much damage is it going to do to Orag 1? It's going to do four, eight, eight points. Nice. All right. Asilius, anything? Asilius is going to... Oh, what's an owl to do? He's going to stay where he is. All right, Cullen. You, Jake, and the Book of Agma have this Orog surrounded, and he's not looking so good. What are you going to do? All right, we'll take another couple of swings at this guy. 17 is a miss. Let's try a little precision. No. 6 to 17, 23. That definitely hits. Wow, Agma's blessed didn't help much. Ten points of damage. And we'll swing with the sword. 
16, 25. Another hit. Six points, exceeds hit points, dying. Killed him. <laughs> nice. One Orog goes down, and the other Orog senses his com- comrade falling there, and he's like, all right, I've had enough of this. And he sp- pulls out his great axe again, and he spins around and puts his feet on the ceiling and pushes himself off the ceiling and flies down towards Elric with his great axe swinging on him. That's hilarious. <laughs> He's coming down. <laughs> Yikes. And his first swing misses, but he comes around again. And he rolls a natural one. <laughs> That's what you get. That's what you get. We're trying to be acrobatics. Trying to be fancy. Lug. Trying to be a fancy orug. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to do Swan Lake. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so Elric, you watch as this orug hurls himself towards you. And you're like, what's this guy doing? And you just nonchalantly step to the side. And he flies past you and takes four points of damage as you hear his skull just crack against the floor. And then, boing, he bounces off the floor and begins to float back up. And then Esmir just starts cracking up and laughing and pointing at him with her hand over her mouth. You look like an idiot. (laughs) Maroon. (laughs) Maroon. What an imbecile. What a ning cow poop. <laughs> All right, and Esmir, you are up. Oh, that you was funny. You see that happen, and the Orog is like a balloon floating back up to the ceiling. Like a really ugly Thanksgiving Day parade <laughs> balloon. Hey, Orog, do you want me to do you a solid and just try and kill you right now? And his shame. <laughs> you dumbass. Um... I am going to, I'll shoot him with a firebolt. Hits. 28. Whoa, that is a hit. Bungans. Firebolts. Nine points of damage. Nice. Nice. Hit. You hit and hit. Sorry, buddy. You're not dead, but I was trying to do you a favor there. Just a little crispier. You idiot. Elric, this guy's uh, just slammed into the wall behind you. You kind of <laughs> dodged out of the way as he was trying trying to attempt uh, a crazy Ivan there maneuver on you. And <laughs> he is within reach of your glaive, if you wish to do that. Can we call Esmeralda's maneuver the Hindenburg? Is it too soon? <laughs> too soon? <laughs> um, Levitate him and set him on fire. Exactly. <laughs> I am going to... Poke, 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 poke. I am going to use my action surge, so I get two attacks. Why don't you give yourself a plus two. Okay. Ooh. It was nice. 25. Zing, bada zing. Maj. Oh, Ooh, okay. so close. Six points of damage. That's okay. Come on. Uh, I'm just my second glaive attack. Ooh, natural twenty. Critical, critical, critical hit. Critical hit. Nice. Yeah. You don't cut open his coconut this time. Killed him. Oh. Yay! You're welcome. And you poke him like a balloon, and he goes. 
He goes flying around the room. He goes flying around the room. Spraying orc blood. Orc blood everywhere. Yeah, Elric just swings up there with his glaive and blood just goes flying all over the room. And it's still levitating because of the spell. So the blood just floats towards the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. And then when Esmir ends the spell, it all just comes flying down onto the ground. I'm like, step back, guys. Step back. So when the Orig drops down to the ground and splatters the whole room, I say, Esmir says, look, these Origs really pull this room together. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. Nice. Nice. Oh. Come on! Oh, Oryx that pull the room together. That rug really tied the room together, did it not? Fucking A. This guy peed on it. Donnie, please. And so, after an epic yet somehow cartoonish battle with an ugly Thanksgiving Day parade balloon, we leave our heroes covered in feces and blood. But what other dangers lie in wait above the trapdoor? Do Oreg mommies really smell like poopoos? Why has Jake gotten used to stench and rot? And who is Arnold Schwarzenegger, and where is this Swan Lake? Well, who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Roll Radio. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hope you're enjoying listening to us play through this Dungeons & Dragons adventure, which is... Scourge of the Sword Coast by Wizards of the Coast. And, you know, this module was released in February of 2014 as a D&D Next Adventure, right before the 5th edition Player's Handbook uh, was released in August of the same year. So it was kind of, you know, like a playtest for 5th edition. Uh, But we're playing a 5th edition version on Fantasy Grounds uh, Virtual Tabletop. And it's a pretty great adventure that is only going to get more interesting because, you know, our players have just started to scratch the surface of this story. And I hope you're enjoying uh, the additions of music and sound effects, which I'm putting in. Uh, And they are all, of course, from Sirenscape.com. So you know what? Let us know what you think. You can reach us at RollRadio.com or on Facebook or Twitter at Real Roll Radio. And of course, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts to let others know what you think as well. Right? And we look forward to and appreciate uh, your thoughts and feedback. And as always, I look forward to bringing you more episodes. So join us next time. Uh, for more antics from the party and more revelations from the ruins of Harpshield Castle.